Good afternoon, Welcome tennis fans. To Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network, where you'll find all your tennis news. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life journeys with our mentors. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which can be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors can provide the roadmap for your journey. Each week, I will be interviewing those mentors, coaches who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and other coaches. They have authored books and papers on tennis and continue to give back today. Who are these mentors you will hear each Thursday? Well, on the first Thursday every month, it's Alan Fox. The second Thursday is Coach Chuck Reese. The third Thursday is Dr. John Murray. And the fourth Thursday is Coach Scott Williams. And on those fifth Thursdays, when that does happen, well, stay tuned and see who joins our mentors. I would like to thank the Yellow Ball Network CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our tennis network. And, for, and if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, you are missing out on useful information. Of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is that if you can tune in live, you can listen at any time you choose. And truthfully, I seldom listen to the American uh, tennis broadcast with Chuck Reese's on Wednesdays. I usually listen to it uh, either Wednesday night at 11 o'clock or Thursday morning at 6 o'clock. And, of course, that's what Block Talk Radio is about. You choose to listen to the broadcast when you want. Today, uh, those of you expecting... Alan Fox. Alan Fox will not be with us. He is in Europe. And uh, today we have two outstanding college coaches that will be joining us. And uh, next, on the first uh, Thursday of uh, next month, we'll have uh, Linda LeClaire. Uh, those of you that have uh, been telling me it's been too long since we've heard her. Uh, last and that we don't have enough uh, fifth Thursdays uh, in the calendar year, well, you'll hear her on uh, the first Wednesday of the month. And, of course, on our broadcast, because I do believe Dr. King, when he says our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, each Thursday I will add my personal views on North American tennis. And naturally, you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our colleges and high schools. The Almighty willing, you will also be able to continue reading my views in Florida tennis. And I think what makes this broadcast so exciting today is uh, those of you that have read uh, that uh, college tennis uh, needs to be uh, the uh, place where our pros go through and that uh, there's so much value to come from college tennis. And uh, those of you that uh, expected me to get off my bandwagon that uh, uh, high school tennis should be an after-school sport and not an after-school activity uh, will be disappointed because I think I still hear too many uh, pros out there saying uh, don't send your best players to uh, college tennis. Uh, I You've read my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine uh, talking about that in the past. And uh, quite frankly, I don't plan to get off the bandwagon too soon. But uh, those of you that disagree with me, please let me know. I enjoy hearing the comments uh, from those of you that are happy with the broadcast and happy with the uh, people we have on. But if you disagree with me, the Block Talk Network and, uh, of course, Florida Tennis Magazine has uh, always had the uh, procedure that if you disagree, let us know, and we will share your views. And uh, who knows, uh, you might find your views shared in uh, uh, Florida Tennis Magazine, a couple issues ago when I was on my bandwagon about high school tennis, I had a response on this show from um, 
Great Britain and a uh, young lady from Germany uh, telling me that I should be happy we just have uh, sports in uh, high school. And I uh, did uh, put that in one of my articles, and uh, I am happy for that, but I don't think that answers my question. Uh, that is high school tennis and after school sport or an after school activity. So you can contact me at coachdenise.fhs. TCA at att.net, and I'll be glad to respond to your questions, views, uh, as soon as I can. That's Coach Denise, D A N I S E. It sounds like the girl's name, Denise, but it's with an A. And that's period, F H S T C A at att.net. Uh, Remember that if you're not uh, subscribe into Florida Tennis Magazine or someone's taking the last copy from the pro shop. You can also always get the last issue of Florida Tennis Magazine on our uh, website, which is fhstca.org. And, of course, you can always read my past articles on the resource page of uh, our articles of our website. I like I said to the, earlier, um, Alan Fox won't be joining us for about six weeks. He just left on a trip to uh, Europe, and uh, uh, because of the time change and everything, trying to work that out, uh, it was impossible. But I think you, uh, well, I hope you enjoyed the broadcast because I will tell you, I'm excited uh, to have a couple of tennis coaches on who have opportunities now for high school players. And uh, like I've said before, too often I hear that there's no opportunities for uh, high school uh, tennis players. Uh, you've read in uh, my past articles, I've talked on past broadcasts about uh, Scott Engy, who is uh, in Kansas. Uh, he's now the new coach at uh, Ottawa U. Uh, in Kansas, he's been a, a great supporter of the FHS TCA and our workshops. He has come from Kansas twice uh, to uh, help train our Florida high school tennis coaches. And uh, he has uh, players like I talked about before. He has two lady positions open, and he has, still has a men's position open. And uh, today... You will hear from, uh, I think he's on now, uh, let me check and see, uh, Alex Kozitsky, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, from Wesleyan University. Alex, are you on? Yes, I am, and uh, we're uh, Wesleyan College, uh, Coach. Oh, Wesleyan College, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no I worries. Apologize. I apologize. Did I pronounce your last <laughs> name correctly, Alex? It's Kosicki. Kosicki. Okay. Coach, I'd like yeah. you, uh, if you would, please, uh, I'd like you to introduce yourself. Give me a little bit of background uh, on tennis, uh, you know, your experiences and what you have found, and then we can get into the colleges in a couple minutes. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, um, coming from you know the northern city, um, and you know I went to school at Springfield College. I was a former player at Voluntary Tennis Academy, um, and I played for Springfield for four years. And uh, Springfield College is actually a Division three school. Um, and right after Springfield College, I uh, got a coaching job at Western New England University. And for the past about nine years, I had done that. Um, and what a great experience that was. And that's also another Division III. Um, and then about nine months ago, um, in August, um, I was hired for the position of women's coach at Wesleyan College, um, which is a another Division III. Um, 
so I really come from a, a life of Division Three. I know Division Three, um, and I speak very highly of Division Three because my experiences as a player um, were really fantastic, and the lifelong friendships that I've I've gained have been, you know, um, quite quite incredible. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that because, unfortunately, there is a lot of misconceptions out there about the caliber of play, about scholarships available, and uh, I, Absolutely. Uh, I got involved in coaching high school 20-some years ago uh, when I was president of the uh, PTR Florida section because I heard too many coaches saying, oh, don't let your kids play high school uh, tennis, uh, science teacher will ruin them. And unfortunately, I'm hearing some of that same garbage about college uh, tennis today. Can you tell us a little bit about Wesleyan? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Wesleyan Wesleyan is a really small, um, all-women's school. Um, we're in Macon, Georgia. Um, the student population is uh, about 700. Um, that's undergrad and graduates. Um, and... Um, you know, in, in coming to Wesleyan, I have to say, you know, I, I, I came from a thousand miles away and, um, you know, the community of Wesleyan considering it's so small, um, is really extraordinary. And the, how I've been welcomed and I'm just a tennis coach and I couldn't imagine how it is for a student, but as their, you know, as their tennis coach, I've been incredibly welcomed by that by their community and in coming from you know as I said a thousand miles away um, you know it really you know you know sets the tone for the future of of my life and and this program um, you know Wesleyan is a beautiful beautiful campus um, it's like 200 acres uh, you know, there's a lake in the middle of the campus right next to the tennis courts. We have six courts. Two of them are lighted. Um, when you turn on the lights, it looks like the U.S. Open. It's kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, what's, what's, you know, as I said, what's really great about Wesleyan is the small community atmosphere. Um, and it really makes for a, a good transition um, for a lot of high school students and, and, and tennis players um, to um, kind of take it to that next level um, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially with Division One and Division Two, there are scholarships. And with those athletic scholarships um, comes a kind of a responsibility to, um, you know, devote a lot of your time to tennis and academics, and it's really just those two. Um, there's really not much room for, um, you know, extracurricular activities, clubs, so on and so forth, as much as there is on the Division Three platform, which really um, kind of focuses on the overall aspect of the student-athlete, which is really special. And, you know, as I said, coming from being a player that, you know, um, played in Division Three, um, I can speak directly from that experience. And um, you know, Springfield College is a very is a very great school, and you know, there's a you know, 3,500 students that go there. Um, but as I said, Wesleyan is a little bit more tight knit, and you know, you walk around campus and you see somebody you know every day, and that's that makes it for you know, something special because, you know, some of these bigger schools, you know, some of these bigger Division One schools um, and even bigger Division Three schools, you know, you walk around campus and you don't know. You can walk around campus every day and meet the, you know, meet different people every day. Um, and, well, I think that's you know, I think an that's important what really point. And it's, uh, I'm glad that you bring that up because I think too many um people forget that besides playing tennis at the school, you're going to be living there. So uh, exactly. you want to, it, it exactly. needs to be a place where you want to uh, 
to live. And uh, though I, my age has a lot to do with it, but I do believe that you have to uh, compete. I don't think competition is a bad word. I think it's important, and I always, uh, uh, I'm disappointed Absolutely. in uh, we don't have the two-a-day uh, practices uh, no more. Well, when you're through with tennis and you're through with your studies, you have to live there. And I and I just, uh, I'm glad to hear you talk about that because I think it's so important. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I remember uh, years ago a young lady that uh, went on a visit, and when she came back, she, I asked her if she enjoyed it. She said, well, she said, I, I really, uh, I love the place, but she said, uh, I'm not sure if the coach wants me. Uh, he introduced me to uh, the captains. They showed me around school. I had a great time and everything. Uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't spend much time with the coach. Uh, and I, I said to her, I said, well, maybe he wants to see if the captains are happy with you. You're going to be living together and you are you happy? Right. Is this a place you want to be? Well, and so when she did contact, you know, and offered the scholarship, she came back. She said, "Oh, coach, you you were right." You know, and I said, "Well, sometimes I am." You know, so you know, but it's, and, and, uh, you know, and the great I thing think and, to remember, you have to live there. Right. Exactly. And you know, the great thing, um, you know, about Wesley and and you, you had mentioned the scholarships and stuff is that. There are incredible amounts of um, academic scholarship money available. I mean, there, and you know what's really unique about Wesleyan um, is that we have a free online application. Um, you know, a lot of these schools have that um, kind of that that uh, the application where you fill out online and you have to pay fifty dollars, but you know, to each school, and you can you can just send it out to each school, and then they charge you. But you know, Wesleyan has a free application, and every applicant is um, eligible for the scholarships that Wesleyan offers. So it's almost like, you know, I, you know, I try to tell a lot of athletes is that you you know why not apply and see what you get, and then if if it's not something that you know it, it molds with you. Um, then, you know, then perhaps move on. But, you know, considering the fact that Wesleyan is, you know, a, a very affordable, affordable school, um, I think it's 31000 tuition room and board, um, which uh, compared to a lot of the Division three schools up north, you know, you're looking, you know, that's almost half the price of some of these, some of these other Division three schools up north. What kind of assistance or scholarships uh, is offered there? What kind of, you know, assistance can you give uh, the students? Well, there there are full tuition scholarships, um, which is the the tuition is about $21,000. There are full tuition scholarships. Um, They range anywhere between um, probably, you know, a couple thousand to $21,000. and as I said, there there are many many scholarships. Ninety five percent of Wesleyan students are on um, some kind of uh, scholarship or financial aid. Um, so as I said, there's a lot of money um, available to students, um, to incoming student athletes. And what kind of majors? What are some of the popular uh, majors at the uh, college? Uh, the uh, I assume. Uh, well, the, num- the number one major um, is actually nursing. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, 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 which is really pretty awesome. I actually have a couple of nursing students on my on my tennis team, um, and uh, I, I, I'd say a couple other pop- really popular majors are biology and um, and business management. Um, but what's really, really awesome to hear um, that, you know, I've heard, I reached out to a couple other college coaches um, that have actually told me that they're dropping their tennis programs. And what's really kind of unique about Wesleyan is that 
um, the associate athletic director, uh, Nikki DeMarzio, who's actually the women's basketball coach at Wesleyan as well. Um, she worked tirelessly throughout the entire year to um, come up with a new sports management major, um, which will be starting in the fall. Um, and, you know, you see how all these uh, academic and athletic type programs are kind of losing footing in a lot of colleges. Um, you know, what makes Wesleyan really unique is that we're adding, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, athletic related, um, you know, courses and majors and, and even teams. So. Well, that's good to hear because uh, I just, uh, as somebody that, you know, quite frankly, on my next article in Florida Tennis uh, uh, is about uh, who I considered uh, some of the anchors of coaching <laughs> that I came up with. I came up with our certification, the first high school certification program in the state and People say, well, you know, he didn't even have a degree in that. And he has a certification program. Well, you, you come to a point, you got to say, you know, we can't, we can't talk about this forever. We have to do it. So, you know, right. let's make it better. But the truth of the matter and it's, is, and it's when unfortunate I, that a I lot of colleges have gotten rid of. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, no, I say it's just unfortunate that a lot of colleges have gotten rid of. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, athletic-related programs as far as majors and dropping, you know, tennis programs, dropping, you know, uh, track and cross-country programs just because they're easy. And, you know, what's really incredible about tennis is that tennis is a lifelong sport and it's a social sport and it's a sport you can take out clients to. It's a you know, it's a sport that's really unique. Um, and, it, you know, in being unique, um, I don't see the reasoning for, you know, even if it's just money, I don't see the reasoning to, you know, get rid of some of these programs. Well, I think we have to take some of the responsibility and uh, the high schools because too much high school has become a uh, after school activity rather than an after school sport and uh, gotcha, uh the USTA gotcha. I, heard, does, I heard that uh, in the early, earlier yeah and uh, USTA that does a fantastic job in bringing you know people into the game and recreation but uh and I and I say this lovingly because I spent 8 years on the USTA Florida board of directors but uh you know, they, uh, competition, like I said, is not a uh, bad word, and their efforts goes into recreation and not competing. This short score and, and everything a lot of people are complaining about. And uh, and I think, uh, you know, when, you're, when you take away competition, eventually it's going to – what I worry about, even at the pro level, uh, the, the Americans – College tennis used to be a training ground. Uh, I listened this morning to yesterday's uh, program, uh, Chuck Reese's program, and uh, Frank Salazar was on there, and the question was asked, uh, you know, and he stated in there that, you know, with some of the problems that why college is no longer a stepping stone is because the season's too short, there's less practices, and uh, so... You know, I do worry about, uh, I don't know if making things too easy for people. Maybe it's my age, right. uh, I, to being old, but uh, I I don't think we get, I think we're in danger when we start making things too easy. And right, I'd right, like right. to hear your perspective because you're in a place that, truthfully, uh, I don't know if you're competing with the Europeans or anything, but, you know, most, many of the people getting uh Scholarships in college are not American kids. They're Europeans right. that tried to play pro, and now they're coming to college. Right. Well, we we offer, you know, we have we actually have a, kind of a sister school in Guangzhou, China, um, at Guangzhou University, and and we actually accept a lot of international students. 
um, 25% of our um, student body is international. I actually do not have any international um, um, student athletes on my tennis team uh, currently. Um, uh, you know, internationally, um, tennis has kind of, uh, it isn't, as you said, you know, American tennis has kind of taken more of a recreational turn. Um, I see kind of the opposite in the international market. Um, oh, yeah. Where no question. a lot of international students, it's not recreation. It's really trying to compete and really trying to make it to the next level. Um, but, you know, at Wesleyan, um, you know, we offer a limited amount of scholarships to international students. The majority of our scholarships um, I, are, are, are for, uh, United, for, American, for United States citizens. Um, and, you know, our, our program um, over the course of, since I've been there has, has, has grown kind of um, exponentially. Um, and, you know, with uh, really almost the same roster um, that they had the year before. Um, so that was really uh, a, a neat little thing that happened this year, too. Um, we actually uh, took home the uh, – so Wesleyan, all the teams at Wesleyan compete for the, for the GPA award. Um, yeah. And – tennis for the second time in seven years. Um, first time, obviously, since I've been there, um, we took home the GPA award with a 3.55 cumulative GPA. Um, I take, I take academics incredibly seriously, um, because, you know, in, in, in leaving Wesleyan and, you know, you may go pro, you may not, but, um, if you don't, then you, you need your academics and you need something to fall back on. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, we just found out today that um, Wesleyan had won the sportsmanship award for the, for the United, uh, for the USA South athletic conference. Um, so that was another highlight. Um, so, you know, uh, even the program, yeah, it's really, it, it was really something special this year. And, you know, even though the program is kind of rebuilding and in, in a transition um, with a new coach and, and so on and so forth, um, you know, to have those couple things happen um, this year was really, uh, you know, something special. Um, you know, we did get a win in our, in our, in our last game uh, of the year. Um, so it's really good, really good, great things moving forward for Wesleyan. So, um well, I'm sure it is, and it will be, because uh, you know, you're, I think you have your focus on the right uh, place, and that's the important thing. And uh, and um, you know, like I said, I think I I enjoyed our conversation today uh, because, like everybody else, I have my own bias, and I've been uh, writing this in my articles for the last couple of years. Uh, just too few people make it to the pros and uh, we just uh, why not go to college first and get your education and if you do make it you know uh, that's great but if you don't make it you have something to fall back on and uh, exactly and of course it makes it easier for us uh, painting the neck uh, high school coaches that are uh, telling the people if your grades go down I need a letter from your parents and a letter from the the teacher in that subject to explain why you should stay on the team. Uh, So it's coach always and coach always remember student athletes can always put tennis varsity tennis on their resumes. And that means a lot because teamwork, dedication, commitment. I mean, there's just so much, so many adjectives describe you being on a tennis team in college it really it really is something special and there's no question is there an individual sport when you're out there uh, playing if you're playing singles but when you're part of a team uh, there's the responsibility that goes with that and that makes it wonderful 
Coach, we've uh, spent about a half an hour, and I do have another coach uh, coming on. Is there any last comments you'd like to make? How do, Well, first of all, tell us how the people can get a hold of you. Well, they can get a hold of me um, uh, through email, uh, which is A-K-O-S-I-C-K-I at... Wesleyan, which is W E S L E Y A N College dot EDU. And that's A Kosicki at Wesleyan College dot EDU. And coach, I just wanted to say one last thing. Um, you know, thanks a lot for all your kind words and uh much appreciated uh on, on you having me on your show. I really, really very much appreciate it. Coach, let's stay uh, connected, and next year, uh, uh, you know, or not necessarily have to be next year, but as you're looking for players, remember our Facebook site, fhstca.org, and uh, for the past few years, we've always listed coaches that are willing to give their names and uh, numbers and if they have opportunities available, rather than go through us, we try to get the information right to the people. And uh, you're doing a great job. It's a great college, and I look forward uh, to seeing you in the future. And remember, if you're in Florida visiting, we have a few good players down here. Uh, we, uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, our kids are all gone, and uh, so we do have extra bedrooms, and we're always. Uh, uh, we're an old tennis family, so uh, we have coaches and players stop in all the time. And uh, if you're on the east coast of Florida, you're welcome to stop in. Absolutely, Coach. Thanks for everything. Much appreciated. Okay, I will talk to you later. Absolutely. And, uh, have a good one. You too now. And as I told you at the beginning of the uh, broadcast, we had two uh, coaches on today, both of them that have uh, uh, opportunities for players. So uh, please don't uh, uh, listen to those people that tell you there is no opportunity for high school uh, players. There are. And Tim Dunford from uh, Bruton Parker College, Parker College. Uh, are you on the uh, line now, Coach? I sure am. How you doing? Uh, I'm good, Tim. Yourself? I am doing outstanding. Very good. I I understand. I, well, I I'd like you to do a couple things first, if you would. First, introduce yourself to the uh, audience. Uh, don't be shy. Uh, tell us about yourself. What your tennis experience is. Then we'll get into the school. And for the, those of you. Uh, that are, you know, sometimes I would like to remind everybody that my commentary at the end of the broadcast isn't always there. If I'm in the middle of good conversations, uh, my commentaries can wait to the next week. So uh, uh, you go on and talk, please. Absolutely. Um, well, as you said, my name is Tim Dunford. I'm the head men's and women's tennis coach here at Bruton Parker College in Mount Vernon, Georgia. Uh, a little bit about myself, um, as far as my tennis background goes, um, or about my personal background, just short and sweet, and then mostly my tennis background. Um, I grew up in a little town called Pembroke, Virginia. Um, nobody really knows where that is, kind of like where I'm at now with Mount Vernon. Um, uh, Pembroke is uh, about 20 minutes west of Blacksburg, Virginia, which is where Virginia Tech is located. Um yeah. My, um, I started playing tennis, I think, when I was in ninth grade, um, so I did start late. So all of you out there, you kids out there or parents that have kids starting out a little bit late, uh, you know, there is hope. Hope. It's just you have to be very dedicated. Um, I actually started playing tennis just to lose weight because I was very, very overweight. I had a neck injury in high school uh, that forced me to lose a lot of weight, and I, I lost weight by playing tennis during lunch. Um, and then playing, and I fell in love with the sport and started playing it all summer and then played on the high school team my sophomore through my senior year. 
I got very, very good uh, during my senior year and shortly afterwards. Um, had a shoulder injury. I was I was ranked in the USTA for a short period of time, but tennis just became, um, I guess you could say, it, my world revolved around tennis, which in my opinion is never good for a young athlete. I fell out of love with the game and quit playing tennis for almost 10 years. Uh, went to college when I was 28. I actually played a very small amount of college football at, at a school and then transferred um, started playing college tennis when the college coach there uh, was my sports psychology teacher. Um, and I, he put me on a very strict diet because my mass was just too big, and I fell back in love with the game. Um, I, I got to be pretty good by my, my last year playing. I played a little bit. Back then it was called the Satellite Circuit. Now it's called the Challenger Tour. Um, right. I played a few tournaments, only mostly in doubles. I only played two singles tournaments, mostly in doubles. Didn't really win enough money to really, you know, keep it going because I was playing against kids that were either used to be on tour or they just graduated college from a Division One school. Um, they're training six hours a day, and I'm training six hours a week. Um, but it was an awesome experience. I loved it, and uh, I got into coaching via my um, my best friend who used to be my coach at Shenandoah University. Uh, his name is Brandon Padgett up in the University of Akron in Ohio, um, and uh, started coaching as an assistant coach and was the strength and conditioning coach there, too, at Mount Olive College in North Carolina, um, and then went from there and got my first head coaching job building two tennis programs from the ground up. Uh, at Teal College up in northwestern Pennsylvania. It's in Greenville, PA. Uh, I was there for three and a half seasons. Uh, did really, really well within the third season, uh, only the second season with recruits. The men's team finished 14-5. and five. We finished third in the conference. Um, I mean, they, they had a team from like the 20s up to 2005, but we shattered all kinds of records, including the most wins in a season, uh, most wins in a row, which was six. Um, most wins in the conference, and it was it was a blast. It was an awesome experience. Uh, I've coached at a couple other schools other than that, the College of Worcester in Ohio with the men's team there, uh, Albion College up in Michigan, which is a Division three school as well, and now I'm here in Georgia at Bruton Parker, and i got to say it's a blessing being here. It's, it's definitely where I, I should be, um, and I really love being here. Sure. Tell us, uh, I, I love to hear your story because in many of the articles I've written for Florida Tennis Magazine, I always tell about you don't know where the journey is going to take you, and you had an interesting journey. Uh, tell us something about the uh, college and uh, what they have to offer and what your expectations are, and I know you're just getting in there, uh, and what opportunities yeah. are available. Well, I've only been here since the first week of October. They hired me um, in the middle of September last year. So I've been here, uh, I'm going to cheat and use my fingers to count the months. <laughs> I, I believe it's about seven months. It uh, doesn't even feel like it's been that long, to be honest with you. Uh, and Parker is a uh, Southern Baptist school. Uh, it is definitely, we really should have the word Christian in our, in our title because we most certainly are a Christian college, uh, which is awesome. I, I, you know, I, it's totally different from my experiences at secular schools that I've been at in the past. Um, you know, here, um, it's a Christ-centered school. So, so, in other words, me being the coach, I'm not just a coach. I'm a mentor. I'm a leader. And this job, I've considered it my ministry now. Um, you know, where I am ministering to these kids. Obviously, I don't really do it. I don't do it on the court. That's time to work on your game and get better on tennis. But, you know, we, we have Bible study or devotions once a week uh, in the fall and then uh, every other week during the spring. Um, you know, we, we have, I created a study table to help freshmen and anybody else who might have below a 3.0 uh, meeting once a week uh, for an hour and a half in the evenings on Wednesdays. Uh, and I'm there to monitor it to make sure everybody shows up and make sure that they're not on Facebook, that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, we, uh, we pray before we play a match. We pray before we get in the vans and drive for four, five, six, seven, sometimes eight hours. 
Um, you know, it's, I guess you could say that the Christian aspect of it is a very big part of it, but at the same time, you know, there are, you know, a handful of kids on the team uh, that don't consider themselves Christians, and I don't shove that down their throat because I just don't feel like that's, you know, Christ never did that, why should I? So all I do is I live my life in front of them. They're asked to be respectful when we do pray, but I never put them in a situation where they're going to feel incredibly uncomfortable um, because I wouldn't Very want good. that. I like that. Um, I like that. You know, as far as what we offer, are you talking about academics or are you talking about yes. as far as tennis? Yeah, first, academics, yeah, okay. uh, first uh, academics and then uh, as far as who you play. And, uh, uh, and, and you did say you had some uh, uh, scholarship uh, offers available too, right? That is correct. Um, so what we offer, we are a, a liberal arts school. Um, we offer, uh, we just started a music major. Uh, it's two different ones, like a generic music major where you can teach music, um, which I think is awesome. Uh, they had that a few years ago. It got taken away. They got it back to accredited. They've hired a couple of professors in to do that. Uh, music ministry is another major within the field of Christian studies or to be a pastor. Um, you know, we have communication. Uh, so as far as social services go, disability services and communication. Uh, we have business administration, and that, you know, you can put emphasis on accounting, uh, international studies, and things like that. Uh, we have education, which is a big major here with English history, uh, behavioral science, like psychology and sociology. Uh, we have the middle school uh, education as well, as well as elementary and early childhood. Uh, we also have biology, and a lot of people don't know this, and particularly kids nowadays, but they'll, they'll go and look at us. They love me. They like the Christian atmosphere. They love the players when they come here and visit, but then they see, well, we don't have pre-med. And what it's becoming is pre-med is nothing more than a title to kind of say what it is. It's an emphasis on what you want to do. But most medical schools now, you can major in biology because that's what they really want you to do anyway, and then get your core curriculum out of the way and still go to med school as long as you have the GPA that they require. Um, so I'm hoping that unlike, you know, this, this past recruiting season, I won't lose two, three kids because we just don't have that word pre-med on our website. Um, and the same thing goes with being an athletic trainer. A lot of people think you have to major in exercise science, and you do not. Because, you know, within five years, they're phasing that out where it's going to be you just major in biology. Uh, and, again, you take certain classes and an emphasis of it, and then you can go directly into a graduate studies. Or they're just going to get rid of uh, athletic training bachelors as a whole, and you have to major in biology. And then you go into your master's program as an uh, athletic trainer. So that will help us in recruiting and those schools also that don't have that as a bachelor's. Um, again, it's just more or less a title with an emphasis on something. I think it'll help those schools as well that are losing kids just because there's a word on the website within the academic field that they have when they don't technically even need to go there specifically for that. Um, and so, what do you and do as far as, far as your, I'm sorry, what do you do as far as uh, your tennis play? Who do you play? What conference are you in? Well, we're in a we're in a really difficult conference, um, you know, at which I would never have it any other way. In my opinion, you're only as good as the competition you play. Um, oh, I love because I, I'm not one of I'm not one of these people that's, you know, going to be, um, you know, putting a bunch of nobodies on my schedule so I can have a wonderful win loss record. But yet you finish fifth in your conference and you're sitting at home when your your national tournament comes around. So. Uh, we play in SSAC, which stands for Southern States Athletic Conference. Um, uh -huh. At the start of the year, there was four teams that were ranked nationally in each the men and the women's. Uh, Bernal um, was one of them, and unfortunately, they were ranked fourth in the nation or sixth in the nation to start out the season, and they dropped out of the top 25 because they just had a, a brash of injuries, unfortunately. But, um, you know, we have uh, – you know, as far as out-of-conference goes, this season I just tried to play people that we could be somewhat competitive with 
because, you know, it's a brand-new tennis program this year. Quite literally, the women's, it was the first time in two decades they have, we had a season. And then the men, they had a season last year, which I was not the coach, uh, but they only played ten matches, um, and they really had a lot of walk-ons and stuff like that on the team. And then this year, we had a full slate of matches. We actually ended up playing uh, 19 matches on the women's side and I believe 17 or 18 on the men's. Um, as far as non-conference goes, you know, this year we played teams like, you know, Fort Valley State. Um, um, Green, we, we, we traveled during spring break, so we ended up playing, like, going up and playing Greensboro College in North Carolina, Montreat, Johnson University, and Maryville, which is Division three school. Um, a school in Illinois was traveling down to Florida, and I knew the head coach really well. So we kind of connected, and we met in Cochran, Georgia, which is about an hour from here, and played there, um, which was nice. Uh, we played Southern Wesleyan, who's a Division II school. Uh, and then we played Emmanuel College as well, um, who was also in transitioning from the NEIA to Division II. Um, so as we move forward and we get better, I'll be moving away from some of those schools. I'm not going to mention because, you know, I don't want to say they're lesser, but as we get better, I want to move toward playing better competition at a conference. And to get better, I take you you're you're going to be recruiting some people, and do you have scholarships available now? What type of assistance do you give? Uh, what does it cost to go to school there? Well, the cost here, and it's it's actually the cheapest school I've ever coached at, to be completely honest with you. I'm not going to name names of other schools, but – I'll give you the totals of what those schools were. Like one of them was over 60,000 a year. Of course, that's Division Three. Another one was 54, and another one was over 35. To come here, it is, uh, and it just went up a little bit this semester. It's the first time they've raised uh, the tuition cost, I think, in five or six years, uh, and it only went up a thousand dollars. It's twenty-five thousand four hundred and sixty dollars to come here. Uh, that's tuition, room, and board. Um, obviously, that won't count your books. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's, that's cheaper than some community colleges out there, to be completely honest with you, depending on how many classes you take at that school and, and what your major is. Um, True. As far as scholarship money is concerned, um, you know, NAI is very different than any NCAA Division One and Two. You know, one and two, you're, if you're fully funded, you may have six or eight scholarships, full scholarships, uh, if you're not, then you may have maybe three or four and a half or whatnot. Um, with NEI, there are some schools that are built exactly like that. Uh, there are some schools that will have like a dollar amount that they can give incoming freshmen each year. And if they actually go over that amount, it, that amount gets taken away from the next year. Um, and then for us, it's a little bit different. Um, it's good and bad, I guess you could say. I you could say that about any any system, to be honest with you. But for us, it's a, I have a scholarship budget. Um, you know, it's it's we have an X I have an X amount average that I can that they want me to have to give across the board, and I combine both men and women. I talk them into doing that because you know the roster sizes are smaller. So in other words, what I could do if there's a kid out there that really loves this school, loves love would love to play for me, and loves the kids would be a wonderful fit, but financially it's just so hard for them to get here, I might be able to give that kid, you know, a 70% scholarship and boom, they're coming. But then I'm going to have to find someone who is getting a lot of money from Pell, you know, getting a lot of other scholarships here in Georgia. You know, one of them is called the Hope Scholarship, stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and then hopefully give that person maybe a lot less money uh, to kind of balance that out to meet that average, if that makes any sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's uh, you have to uh, you have to do what you have to do to make the team better and to sit there and make the uh, college experience a good experience for everybody. I think uh, one of the uh, problems with um, um, I don't want to beat a dead horse. People are probably tired of reading it in some of my articles, but I mean, education shouldn't be about. Uh, teaching for exams, uh, we've got to teach subject matters, and to do that, we've got to go outside of the box. Well, it's the same way of getting people into your school, 
sometimes you have to think outside the box. So it's refreshing to see that you're uh, doing that. I I like that, Tim. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I totally agree with you, by the way. Okay. What is your team? Uh, what are you looking for? Do you think you need to fill your team for the next season? What do you need? Now? What do you need now? Well, um, bodies. <laughs> to be completely uh, okay. honest with you. Um, so, especially on the women's side, as as it is, you know, I've coached. I've been a head coach full time in college tennis since 2010. Uh, it's hard to believe I've been doing this for, for uh, basically eight seasons. Um, doesn't seem like it's been that long. But um, it's so much harder to recruit women than it is guys, um, especially if you don't have particular majors that fit what they need um, or if you don't have, like, the D3, you don't have athletic scholarships, or for us I may not be able to match an offer from a Division II, a Division One, or a fellow NEI school. Um, you know, and of course, I mean, I've always said, and of course the ladies will, you know, like it when I say this, that women are just smarter than guys. Uh, they mature quicker, and they look for more in what they're going to be getting as far as an education and a college experience and a, and a collegiate tennis experience than a guy does, at least most guys. You know, guys, lots of times you can offer them money, and if they like the school and like the coach, boom, they're here. But but a girl is just not like that. Um, and I think that, you know, I, that's a good thing because the last thing I would ever want that's is for someone question, to come really. here. It is. Um, I wouldn't want someone to come here and then a year later feel like, well, they were misled or uh, they made a mistake, and then they feel like, and in all honesty, it's the truth, the whole year – of their college experience is now gone and they may not be able to play the following year. Um, you know, so I, I, I stress think on the other end there's uh, a good uh, uh, thing about women, though, and, and as far as the athlete, uh, athlete as a woman, I, I think back to when I went through uh, uh, the high-performance coaching program with the USTA, and I can't think of her name now. This is what you have to look forward to when you get old, your short-term memory. But uh, she <laughs> made, they, they let her go uh, right after. But I think she was 100% right. She said women mature later that, especially a girl, if she thinks she should be a pro, should go to college first because there's, uh, you know, they had that experience uh, that they're able to go and get better and better and better, where the, right. they mature a little later than the men do, but they have that longer time. And uh, I think the USTA uh, and their thing of pushing the uh, women uh, didn't like that, and she wasn't there no longer. But I remember Brenda Schultz uh, McCarthy coming at one of my uh, uh, clinics for the high school coaches, and uh, telling uh, no, actually it was at one of our all-star events, and she told the kids that the thing she most regretted, you know, she came as a teen, uh, never went to college, uh, a wonderful person, a wonderful lady. Uh, she was a wonderful uh, tennis player, held the record with Venus Williams for a long time for the fastest serve. But she always said, I just, I always, when the women started coming in that went through college, I always felt I missed something. And uh, right. so I think to, I'm, I'm glad to hear you talk about what the challenges are for the women because I've been accused as a coach of getting the more women into college and men because in some respects it is easier, but in other respects, like you pointed out, it isn't. Well, the funny thing is, though, I say that, but yet I have more recruits on the women's side coming in this fall than I do the guys. Uh, the talent level isn't there as far as matching up. You know, it's it's there's a good amount of disparity where I've got two guys right now coming in the fall. One of both of them are going to be starting right away. One of them may end up being my number one player. I've got a couple other guys that are I'm waiting to see who they you know if they choose us or someone else. Um, and one of them would probably be my one of my one of my top two, and the other kid is kind of a wild card. I don't know what I'll be getting 
because he's taken some years off of tennis, um, but he used to be pretty pretty highly ranked. And on the women's side, I got one girl coming in, you know, well, actually, I'll just say this. The girls that I have coming in are the type of, they have potential, which is honestly what I recruit anyway. I don't really recruit pure talent because lots of times these kids that have a lot of talent, they don't improve anymore. They've, they've reached that point where they just, they've peaked and they're not going to get any better. Or uh, from my experience, when you recruit pure talent, sometimes you end up getting, you know, the attitude, the drama, the entitledness, or I'm better than you, so why should I listen to you attitude. Uh, whereas if you keep recruit kids that have a lot of potential, they have a ton of upside. They're going to improve from the time they step on campus in the fall to the time they graduate four years later. And um, Coach, that's an excellent point. Coach, we just about shot our time. I do have a couple of things I have to cover at the end of the show, but uh, please tell us how they, people can get a hold of you and uh, uh, give that information out now so that anybody that's listening, hopefully we'll get you some more recruits. And if you're in Florida looking for uh, some, you know, we always uh, have room uh, here for uh, if you're on the east coast of Florida. So tell the people how to get a hold of you, Tim. Uh, by the way, I actually have a young man coming in from Naples, Florida, in the fall. So, um Absolutely. So I definitely recruit in Florida. It's it's a wonderful place to find a lot of great kids. So I'll I'll probably end up taking you up on that at some point. Um, yeah, we have two coasts. We're on the East Coast. Gotcha. Um, the best way to contact me would be, you know, I, if it's okay. I mean, I don't mind putting my cell phone number out there. I'll give you the office number first. Uh, my office okay. number is nine one two. Five eight three three one four zero. My cell phone number is three three zero eight zero six five two five four. You can also email me at T, as in my first name Tim, and then my last name, which is spelled D U N F O R D at B P C dot edu uh, we also have a facebook page it's bruton parker tennis uh, it's for both of the teams it's actually gotten very very popular which i'm really enjoying and we have an instagram as well and it's bpc tennis um, and one really other quick note it may have been the very first uh, season for the women in, in like two decades and i had three girls that played other sports i basically had to teach them how to play uh, starting in January, but we won three matches this year. Uh, we should have won three others. Um, and uh, I I just, both teams, I couldn't ask for better kids. I mean, they would quite literally run through a wall for each other and for me. Uh, and that's what well, I look for kids more than anything else. Is to be to have players. a team that respect each other and know each other, and that's the important thing. Well, folks, you've heard, uh, you know how to contact them. We have two colleges that are looking for players, and, of course, those of you that's been on our uh, Facebook site before, FACA, or I'm sorry, FHSTCA.org, knows that Scott Engie from Kansas, uh, Ottawa uh, University of Kansas, also has opportunities. He's been kind enough to come out and uh, uh, be at our clinics for our high school uh, coaches. And uh, I just uh, want to remind you that um, you can sit there. If you, somebody's taking the last issue of Florida Tennis Magazine, you can go to our uh, website and uh, just as you see the uh, front page of Florida Tennis come up, just hit it and you'll see the last issue. Uh, the first week uh, next month, Alan Fox is still going to be uh, in Europe. Uh, hopefully he's going to have great time. Well, Linda LeClaire, uh, I've listened to you. Uh, she is going to be returning, uh, and it's, she always does a great job. And, of course, next week, uh, the legend uh, Coach Chuck Reese will be on because it's the uh, second Tuesday uh, of the month. But uh, those of you looking for 
team uniforms and everything. Don't forget team connection, and uh, they're in the South, too, in North Carolina, but they ship all over the world. Uh, they are our clothier. And what can I say about Wilson uh, Sports? A hundred years uh, providing equipment. I've been blessed to see uh, about two thirds of that. Uh, but uh, Wilson uh, Tennis has always been a big supporter. So tell your friends to listen this uh, to us next week. Have a blessed week, and I look forward to talking with you again next week. Take care now. Enjoy the uh, week. Bye-bye. Okay, love.